a listener production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Footy Talk Plays Edition, Adam Peacock in for James Graham this week. Greg Inglis, what do we got? Yeah, I'll be talking about the Women's Origins recap from last night. A bit happening out of that. Connor? Yeah, we're talking about Steggles Farms and uh, the Dragon Saga. Are they linked? Nah. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go, Footy Talk Players Edition. Adam Peacock in for James Graham. Slight discrepancy in playing career. One season for the under-13 Belrose Eagles, <laughs> and it was crap. So that was why it was one season. Alongside Greg Inglis and Connor Watson, gents, thanks for having me. I'm going to let you drive this. It was very much me asking questions and opinions and things. Yeah, Boys, well, how are we? Yeah, it's going very well, actually, yeah. I bet um, you are this week. <laughs> I am. I'm very happy, very extremely happy. I was at the game there last night. You know, the, the girls done done extremely well extremely well last night, giving that it was, you know, a fixture that was in the preseason. So, but, you know, we'll, we'll jump into that a bit later. Mm. Yeah, being, being home for a couple of days and not, not on the road. It's, I've been trying to catch up on some sleep and, you know, it's glad that you have somebody in here like yourself, Peaky, who um, <laughs> understand who a little her? bit, who can understand a little bit. <laughs> you've been around, have you, this What's week? That? This week? You've yeah, been around. Miles? Been around. It's um new baby too. Three weeks, three, three weeks on the road and coming back. You know, it's not constantly. I've, I think I said it before. I like to travel midweek and get over for the weekends, mm. Thursday to Sunday. And Connor, you're just full scale rehab still and, yeah. and getting through it. I've actually been doing a little bit of traveling, to be honest, because the club's been milking me for everything to do all these promos. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we went to Griffith. It's a tongue twister that every time yeah. I say it. Yeah. Uh, we went there last week. So it was me. Paul Momorowski and Sam Walker. So the rest of the boys had to buy a bit of time off and they just said, boys, you're going to go do this. But it was actually a really good trip, to be honest. Yeah, we just went out there and because uh, Steggles is the main sponsor, their big uh, processing plan and a lot of their farms are out that way. So went out there, sort of met all, a lot of the employees and then just did some community stuff in Griffith and yeah. Then, Free range? Free range. Cage. Yeah, I'm a free range yeah. man myself. But yeah, it was um, definitely something I wasn't will think that I would go and look at in my life was the process of turning a chook into a drumstick. But <laughs> it was certainly an interesting one. It hasn't been a, like a babe experience for you where you're never going to touch uh, well, the I movie did, babe with yeah, a, yeah, a little I pig. Did, I did think that, Adam, like I was after, I was like, man, I don't know if I could eat chicken again and then an hour later <laughs> that's all that was there was um, Steggles chicken on, on, on wrap so I was just like if you're not going to eat it now like this is the best time to just get over it how do you um, go with the chook upside down yeah so have you seen it yeah I've done it in school ah but it's part of our agricultural learning I don't know if have you ever seen or heard of what they do in these things no I pretend no. not to care I just, <laughs> yeah. I, just, I just keep in my circle of life place and then just involve myself with yeah. chickens when it gets to me type and, thing and yeah. that's and that's fair but they've got like a conveyor belt essentially on the roof and mm. the chickens are just hanging upside down like a Chinese restaurant window yeah yeah, yeah. kind of yeah kind of like that but they're moving okay. yeah and they're doing like 25,000 chickens an hour wow so you're in there and there's just chickens flying around there's so many people it was, a, it was a really big operation but yeah look I'm glad that's done I can get back into my rehab now <laughs> that so tastes good, 
Yeah, it does taste good still. <laughs> but yeah, the knee's coming along slowly. It's just a really slow rehab. Yeah. I think just because the patella tendon is, well, the knee is such a weight-bearing joint and then patella tendons to do with all your D-cells. So mm. just trying to get used to putting the weight back through the front. But yeah, tough week to be a New South Wales fan as oh, well. Filthy week to be a New South Wales fan. We'll get to the women's origin at uh, Combank Stadium first. So a Queensland win. Guys, it's great that there's women's origin to talk about, to invest ourselves in. Is it the right time of year to be playing? I mean, looking at that game last night, I noticed it as a fan. Last 10 minutes, there were some tired bodies out there and through no fault of what they were trying to do. But it's a preseason origin. Is that right? No, I don't think so. I think you need a... Well, it's like the pinnacle of the game, right? Mm. So you want to be playing it at a time when they're best conditioned, they're best used to playing. And I think there was like over 20 errors in the game, which like you said, it's it's not their fault. That happens in every preseason game. And yeah, it's just sort of working out where does it best sit with the timing of their comp, you know? And a lot of these girls are actually starting training. Well, they started on Monday. Mm. So they've sort of been in a break of footy. They would have played the Harvey Normans, the, fir the first staff, you know, probably haven't played or done a whole lot of training for the last couple of months while they've been in break for that. So playing a bit of state league, but yeah, I mean, yeah, the, a bit of that the, state league. The yeah. tempo of, of it's what a completely, we saw last night. Yeah, well, yeah. it's a completely different thing, right? This is the the best of the best girls. So that's a completely different competition. And you'd want them to be fully match fit. And then I think the timing of them playing on a Thursday after the men's as well. Like there's obviously a big hangover from the men's origin, you know, like that was, it's always a big build up. It's a, it's a lot to take in. It's such a spectacle. And then, you know, the not the night after you play the girls, like maybe do you play it on the Tuesday instead? And then that way there's not as big of a hangover from the men's or mm. people are excited to go and watch the girls on the Tuesday and then lead into the men's. But what do you reckon, Greggy? I was sitting there calling a game last night with Sammy Bremer. And, you know, we was having a chat off air and I totally agree. I reckon, I think that they shouldn't have the preseason game because if you go back and have a look, even the NRL, like boys, when they play preseason, there's drop ballers, fatigue, you know, you cramps. can do cramps and everything. You can do all the preseason and run all the much as you want. Like those girls look fit last night. Mm. And, but, you know, fatigue sets in after 20 minutes. They come out firing 15, 20 minutes and then that's when they're, silly errors and whatnot come into play and, you know, there was a lot of stop-start. <laughs> I wish uh, the ref, G, put their whistle away <laughs> for, for a little bit longer and just let the game kind of flow. You know, I was sitting there chatting about having maybe bring them bringing in their five-weeks comp, six-weeks comp, leading into the origin or maybe game two, game three and play on the Tuesday. So I was building up because what fans in that fly in on a Tuesday, right? Yep. To watch origin. Yeah. And, you know, so play, probably play those two games. Mm. And then when you come out the back of that there, then, I don't know, let them have two weeks of downtime or whatnot, but then continue the next five, six weeks going into final series. Mm. You know, it's, um, that's probably one way to look at it. So they do have, have their thing. But you got two, like those women last night, they're very high-skilled players and they're quite capable of holding their own when they are fit. Even though she's a Queenslander. I won't hold it against her, but um, Tamika Upton, I Tameka, yeah. love watching her play. She's yeah. so fluid. She's so easy to watch. Guys, what about yourselves? Who stands out for you? Me and Sammy gave her our, you know, our votes for the player of the match. So, you know, those tries that she set up, what she does, you know, off the ball, organising defence and her tempo 
going to the line and passing. Like mm. that second try that she set up, mm. she's got just got that timing at the back as a fullback, as a sweeper, when to actually hit it and when to like get it early or sweep out the play late, get it early and then, you know, square up. And But she loves, she's just great to watch, mm. ball in hand. And, you know, unless you guys watch her live and see what she does in organising her defence, mm. she's an incredible player. She knows the, knows the game very well. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I think Taryn, she's uh, the 5'8". She's a, she's a gun. You know, we actually, because she signed at the Roosters, so I might be a little bit biased here. But, yeah, she's, I think, one of the best players in the girls' game. And, you know, she actually came down to training the other week and trained with the boys. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so because they'd signed her and I, I don't know if they were just sort of introing her to the club, but they brought her in. Mm. And um, Does that happen often? With the women's squad, it was the, the first time I've ever seen it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. First time I'd ever, I'd ever seen it, and I didn't realize because she was just like in the gym working with one of our trainers, mm. and then so they must have just been getting her ready for the the origin, and then um, she went out and actually trained on the field with everyone, yeah. playing like conditioning games, and I was obviously not playing, but the the boys reckon she was really good. Mm. Hey, yeah. Oh, good stuff. Yeah. So putting them on show. Izzy Kelly, um, shout out to Izzy. She's had a mm. rough night. Uh, spent it in ICU. She copped a blow to the throat. Mm. And guys, you can talk of this, but it, it looks serious. She was trying to get up. And you know it's serious when in an Origin match, uh, she in a blue jersey had two people in a maroon jersey come yeah. over just straight away and say, you okay? And it, like the, the duty of care was absolutely there from the Queensland players. And that was great to see. But um, she's posted on social media saying she's, she's okay, hoping to be cleared but spent the night under observation because that area, if you cop a blow there, it's it can be scary. It's, it's scary. It's, yeah, it's probably because you lose your breath. You don't know what's going it's on. It's like you're drowning, yeah, eh? And I don't know, I never had that trouble of <laughs> holding my breath underwater and thinking <laughs> I'm drowning. But, <laughs> no, I've, I've got the elbow in the throat twice before and it, it is. It's quite scary. And, you know, to hear, um, hear that when was up in the box calling, then coming, uh, saying that she went, I think Reedy said it. She went straight in the hospital, came off, went straight in the hospital. So, mm. you know, hearing that there and then hearing the great news. So, mm. you know, I'm glad that she's a lot better. But, you know, she is uh, she's probably one of the best best players for New South Wales. She always is, hey. Yeah. Mm. She's consistent. She's reliable. But, yeah, I have yeah feel, feel for her because I know how horrible that, you know, injury can be. So mm. do you, Connor, as well. Turn out like Lockie. Yeah, or Greg Bird. Well, that's what I was. Gary Larson. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many players. I swear, like nearly every ex-player you talk to has got a husky voice because everyone's hey, been. Hey, s- hey. Yeah. Oh, yours is pretty husky. Mm. He's as dulcet. He's as aircon, aircon, dulcet tones. <laughs> yeah, I did mine last year. So I had uh, we we're playing the Broncos. We were sort of it was like two minutes to go. I think we we're up by four points. So mm. it was very innocuous. I just wanted to make a tackle, and I just his shoulder just got me clean in the sort of Adam's apple. And then, yeah, I was, my throat just went sore straight away and it was kind of hard to breathe. Mm. And then we finished the game because I wasn't really worried about it. We're trying to, you know, win. And then all the boys were having a beer. I went to have a sip of beer and I just couldn't swallow it. Well, that's a danger sign. Yeah. And yeah, I know, especially beer, right? For <laughs> <laughs> like fireball, isn't yeah. it? Or anything no, like that. You're not going to waste it. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then I just said to the doctor, I was like, mate, I can't swallow. My throat's sore. Because of what happened with Andrew Fafita, they freaked yeah. out. And yeah. then same thing. There's an ambo that sits underneath the stadiums and yep. all the stadiums there are on the side of the field. So, yeah, I had to go and get in that. Um, in your footy gear. 
in my footy gear, still, still wet. And then, yeah, had to sit in the Brisbane hospital on a Friday night. So you can imagine some of the, oh, yeah. <laughs> the people, That's that were, the creatures that were getting <laughs> pulled into hospital that night. But yeah, it was quite scary. I mean, I didn't, when they were like a bit worried, then I was sort mm. of freaking out just because like Izzy, her throat must be really swollen and it's, it's scary. Like it honestly, yeah, it's hard when you can't breathe. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> so I've heard. Um, <laughs> Izzy, hopefully she rests up this weekend. Yeah. She'll be back out there as as soon as possible. Guys, let's switch focus to the, the men's origin recap. Greg English, you have one minute to gloat. Oh, unreal. Yeah. Unreal. <laughs> Once again, it's, um, you know, I was I was a bit stunned when they blew the penalty when, we, when Queensland had the ball. And it was like, uh, this is when Gilbert got injured and he was Falling off. On. Yeah, he was mm. off, then he was on, off. And then, I don't know, I was, I think, not only myself, but everyone else that was watching the game was a bit confused by it. But well, he did it, didn't he? Yeah. And then he and gets then up he, and tries to tackle Tavita. Probably not the greatest thing to do with the dislocated shoulder. Then he shoulder. goes off. Yeah, I, I think I Tavita know. knew. He just ran like <laughs> three defenders <laughs> to run at him too. But look, I, I think uh, you know the amount of ball that New South Wales had, they should have you know scored more points and they should have walked away with the win. Mm. But true Queensland spirit, they just show up, don't they? You know. <laughs> Play in the bin, pause against them, uh, and score two tries. Connor, uh, how can you? Can you stand how up? How can you the, not admire that? South of the Tweed for us. Uh, <laughs> I'd, lo- I'd love to. I'd love to, but we just, yeah. Again, the like Queensland, they just seem to do it. They were down and out. Ten minutes to go. I thought we've won this game. They, uh, he gets sin binned as well. Um, that was a bit earlier. Yeah, I'd thought we'd done it, but they, they looked just, down and out in twenty five minutes. You know, in yeah, you know, they look tired and, but again, penalties, yeah, blowing is ridiculous, and yeah. I think that's what kept Queensland in it. Yeah, it was a weird Origin game. I thought the start of it. Normally, it's very fast and. It just seemed a bit clunky. Repeat like the of first, game three. Yeah, 20 minutes. And, and, and it felt like the crowd for the first 15 minutes, I was sitting there going, oh, this is interesting. Mm. Yeah. A lot of South Australians who went for the event and it's like, oh, how do we involve ourselves in it? And the boys tried to oblige by having a few push and shoves and, yeah. you know, all in didn't descend into chaos. But I felt like that watching on the television. But do you feel that as players out in a game that something's not quite in sync with what you thought the start of a contest was going to be? Or you, so in the moment you don't, really comprehend those things I think they would be thinking it's a bit clunky yeah you agree like the I'll players agree. would be like we need to get in the a grind here five sets or like that's I mean I haven't played Origin you can speak from that perspective but I've definitely played in games that have been clunky to start with and it's just about trying to get back into the grind and sort of go mm. set for set for for a little while what about you Greg like, yeah like you, you just got to get into the game and find your groove as much as you can and I think we've you know the men's game especially, it was hard for them because all they want to do is, especially in origin, is go and bash one another, you know, <laughs> and just go set for set and keep going with it, you yeah, know. Yeah. It's like, all right, you muscle up, we'll muscle up. We'll kick early, you, you know, you kick early. So, you know, it was, again, it was a bit clunky. Both teams couldn't find their groove. Queensland found it earlier. New South Wales came back and found theirs as well. Mm. And, you know, it was, it was like a seesaw. But then Queensland, big-name players, stepped up. Cameron Munster again. Yeah. Lindsay Collins, who has been, I've, I've noticed he's, I don't know if it's been brought up by his Kate AFLs Robinson this week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But his, his effort plays. Yeah. The, like he's doing some little things at the end of games, like even in, in beaten sides, 
Do you remember? Like, just chasing, putting pressure on kickers, chasing, first one down there. He got a loose ball a couple of games ago. I don't know if you remember that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, off a kick or something, and he was the one there that saved it. Yeah, he's – like last year was, I guess, a bit disrupted coming back from an ACL. So he's fully back now. Like you can see that. And mm. just the way he – prepares and his mindset around games and like he's someone that you want to be playing with mm. like you know he's going to be there you know he's going to turn up for you when it counts and like he just keeps doing it yeah. time and time again for do us you, and for Queensland do you think uh Jared will hear Hargrave's got a bit to do with that you know being in there being his sort of the leader of the pack and you know Jared done his ACL and come back from it yeah, Jared, yeah so, Jared's done his yeah. ACL he came back also, from it yeah I yeah. think Early days, Jared used to almost bully Lindsay to to sort of get him to be like that tough player. Yeah. <laughs> what they do? Yeah, he, yeah. He, he does, and he's done. He does a great job of that, Jared. He always will give the young front rowers a really hard time, whether it's in like the wrestle room or out in the field trying to smash them. But it comes from a place of love, even yeah. though it doesn't seem like it. <laughs> so it's not like the first day of high school and you get dunked in the toilet or anything like that, is it? Yeah, no, you're not. It's like a hazing not, episode. There's no, there's be no close to it. Except yeah. we'll be on the wrestling mat. <laughs> yeah, there's no pranks. Yeah. but it's like when we wrestle, he's gonna try and smash you and forearms <laughs> to the face. Oh, he does it to me too. But I'm not. I'm not yeah, I'm not a front row, but he does a great job of, I guess, teaching these young front rowers what being a first grader. Front and row. being a really consistent first grader in the front row because it's yeah. the toughest position and how to set physical presence. And these are all things that Lindsay does mm. like as good as Jared now and can jump for high balls as well. So Yeah, he can. He can do it all. Um, I couldn't believe that. Billy, GI, uh, yeah. obviously you know him so well. And I think everyone's now of the appreciation that he's a damn good footy coach and he proved it last year in Origin. And again, what I don't know if you're guessing, I don't know if you know the guy well enough. We saw Cam Smith in there as well. About half time, you said it was all clunky. Was Billy along the lines of let's get our structure back, or is it you're playing in a Queensland jersey? Is that is he that type of coach? Both. Yeah. You know, he would be talking about the Queensland jersey, Queensland spirit, but then he would have turned his focus into not sure if you guys heard, but the way he's been was speaking for those ten days in camp mm. about him and the team getting the game plan on, you yeah. know. He kept talking about it. So he would have been saying that to the team, saying that to the boys. Boys, we, we get our games on, we, we're a good chance to win. So, you know, if you look at, and those little interviews, even before the game when he was in, Fatty was in the shed, Fatty Vorton, he was asking him about the same thing. And again, Bill just goes back to simple things because that's, you know, mm. that's what it is. It's a simple thing. We focus on ourselves. We get our game plan on. We'll be hard to beat, you know, but he kept saying it, kept saying it, kept, kept saying it. So... Automatically, it's got to sink in your brain. Just we go out here and, hmm. you know, we get our game plan on and we play our game of footy. Not saying that New South Wales went in without a game plan and anything about Freddie, but I noticed late in the game when New South Wales all of a sudden had to chase a little bit or put the foot down when they did get ahead after the Crichton one, that they had Cleary, Yo, Luai, Tedesco, Murray, all hovering around the middle. And my point here is too many cooks. Can you have too many cooks? You look at Queensland. And the role players, what they were trying to do, what Billy had set up. Did New South Wales kind of get in each other's way in any way? When you're in that position and you're chasing points in origin, you know, it's pretty much any – look, short answer, yes. I reckon they did get in each other's way. Um, you know, where you need your, you know, your spine and your, you know, your orchestra, your, 
your quarterback, so to speak, which is your halfback, they lead the way, mm. um, steer the ship. You know, you put Cam Murray in there, he's going to get your quick play the ball and play at the back of that. Mm. You know, that's that's just what he does. And I reckon Tyson Frizzell had one of his best games. Yeah, he was awesome. And that's why he got called back into the into the squad to do those things, mm. which I thought was a try <laughs> that he scored, you know. but Yeah, but then um, the appy one was like, well, was that a try so yeah. it evens out? Oh, uh, look, I... I Yes, I, I reckon they got too many ball players that want to, you know, do things, mm. uh, especially around the middle or, or the park. Um, what about you, Connor? Yeah, I think so. And I think because like all of these guys, say for their club side, if the game's on the line, they're the players that want the ball. Mm. So I think it's probably just about, okay, we're in a different situation here. Like maybe I just need to worry about running my line or, or whatever it is, or these guys need the ball in these certain spots. So not getting in the way of it but yeah it's always I feel like it's always gonna be an issue when you play in these rep sides because it's, it's the best players yeah so all of the best and the best players want the ball in the crucial time so but I just thought early like New South Wales had so much possession and didn't do a good enough job with it so it probably you know frustrated everyone so then by that point in the game they're like, just give me the ball. Yeah, give me the ball. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> Why do you reckon that was? Was it the way that first 15 minutes went and then you feel like you, you have to scramble? Yeah, you're chasing your tail a bit. Yeah. And I they probably showed best on the Liam Martin try how to mm-hmm. go through them and it was just like plain direct. It was Penrith to Penrith quick, to Penrith. Yeah, wasn't quick it? hands, punching holes where uh, a lot of times they looked, they were turning the ball under, but then in a game of state of origin, do you catch people out being lazy when you turn them under probably not because everyone's mm. on and playing at a heightened level so you know there's more intensity there's more movement from the inside the middles aren't going to let you down but then yeah you've just got to I guess play through when New South Wales played their best footy it's when like Tedesco's on the front foot Cleary's on the front foot Hooker's running middles mm. are powering through but did they probably didn't do a better, a good enough job of building that ruck speed and going through the middle. Because think about the times that you've seen New South Wales, you know, tear Queensland. It's when they're just making breaks through the middle and all of those guys are pushing because you've got so much talent. So mm. maybe it's less about having chefs in the kitchen getting in each other's way, but just like, okay, my boy, you support me. Mm. Uh, my boy, you're on the inside. Like just having all of those five sort of guys play through the middle and, and blow the ruck. But... What do you reckon of that, Joe? About well, it's it's right. Um, Connor's right. You you know you go if you look at the start of the game. I just said it uh, just on the show earlier. They Queensland were off their feet, mm. you know. So, but the ball kept going out of play or penalties or knock on or stuff like that, which kept Queensland in the game. But at that point in time, New South Wales was going to the back rows and then going back to the middle and then going to the other side. So, yeah, what's What's New South Wales done well in the past, and I'm a big believer in this, and is having two hookers, in mm-hmm. your, especially in this this game, in this arena, because you can't just rely on one hooker. You know, if you put, you know, just to stay happy and, and cookie, start cooking on the bench, leave happy on there because he's deceptive us around, you know, around the middle, and there, then, you know, bring cookie on later in the half or early in the second half, and then just let him go because he's, he's quick out of there and... Mm. And they're both really good defenders. Like, they'll go all day. Yeah. You know, but you need to utilize them because I remember. He's the guy bed- that's broken Origin yeah. Games open, right? Cookie yeah. has. Yeah. You know, New South Wales had Bedsy before mm. and then Craig Wing. Mm-hmm. 
So, and they've been very successful with that there. And then, then in the past, whoever they've had on the bench came on as, you know, Kurt Gidley. Uh, Kurt Gidley, I think, was, was starting there and Mickey Yennis. And, but they always had a backup. Yeah. Really good backup hooker. Well, that's the, that's the Nico Hines conundrum, isn't it? Yeah, I wouldn't play Nico in, in the nine. <laughs> to be honest, he's... Too pretty. <laughs> Too pretty for that. Um, <laughs> but it's weird. Like that you, He's almost there as an HIA sub for the entire backline. It was weird how they used him. Yeah. Well, I guess like a, like everyone out there that's watched the game has always got their opinions and, you know, it's a good talking point. It happens every year after game one. It doesn't matter who loses. Yeah. You it's know, a disaster. And, they, and it's, yeah, it's, it's a disaster. Hard. And I think Freddie's up, contract up after game three. This is a big series for him as well. But, you know, with those New South Wales players and the way, you know, us and the media are going on, I reckon it's a bit too harsh on some on some players. Mm. I wouldn't say all of them, but on some of those players in New South Wales, I'd probably be done. Yeah. Oh, well, you don't care, do you? Because Queensland. Hey, <laughs> Wednesday, Thursday, baby. <laughs> Sitting pretty. Bang, bang. Oh, man. Life is good as a Queenslander this week in rugby league. We're off to a quick break on Footy Talk. Back in a sec. <laughs> Guys, um, have you seen Jason Rolls around the joint this week or is he... Uh... No comment. Oh, I'm back in town. Is he... You're not allowed to Because I could have sworn I saw a cannon fired from Allianz Stadium in this like... Uh, <laughs> no. Um, it's a it's a strange one what's happened this week. It that... was going down south and just kept going south. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> cannon had a bit more gunpowder in it. He's ended up in Melbourne. He's done a bit too. He's a big man. <laughs> <laughs> Large human. Uh, strange story. Gee, I don't know if this has ever happened to you in your career. If you if you're waiting for a coach to come in, you don't know who it's going to be, and it could be this guy, could be that guy. If you're a Dragons player this week, are you taking any of this on board? No, not really. I'll be too busy worrying. Some of those guys are coming off contract, mm. so wouldn't you be? I think we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago about worrying about playing, and you still have a duty of care for that jersey and that club. You know, you are playing for that club is paying you. Yeah, just turn up, play your footy. And then all this criticism and nonsense from the outside world will just disappear. Some players are good at it down there, but you know, you got players coming off contracts. So young players too. Yeah, you know, and as leaders you, around the club, you got to step up and make sure mm. you know they're not focusing on on that outside stuff. And you know, they want to be there next year. Well, then they got to perform regardless of the coach, mm. whoever it might be. So nothing about. Jason Riles from the Roosters <laughs> point of view. Got an inside corner? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it seems as if he's not going to be at the Roosters next year, so. <laughs> yeah, but there's not <laughs> much you can say the about it. <laughs> 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 nah, he, uh, yeah, so I think they sort of gave him time away to yep. deal with all this stuff. But yeah, I was quite surprised, you know, uh, there was a head coach role there, but he's obviously seen something more in the in mm. the storm and it's a system that he knows well right he knows every person in that place he was there for uh he played there and then coached there so um and you know probably looking at it from a coach's perspective if craig is to retire the year after you know you go to a side where you've got cam munster long term you've got harry grant long term nelson long term like ryan pappenhausen whether, whether he gets back hughes yeah um mean he's doing a great job so there's a you know there's a core of a great NRL side there and I guess just the instability of what's happening at the Dragons mm. at the moment yeah 
would probably make it hard for him to make that decision. But I, I, yeah, I've got really no idea of why he's made the decision or whatever. But mm. these are all just my thoughts on it. But you know, it's a we yeah. can nick his car spot now. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. (laughs) Empty one. It's not going to be around. So when you know you're down at the golf club, you know the club captain's away. You just go, well, he's not going to get me in trouble. (laughs) Take his spot. Take his car too. (laughs) Take his car. Gee, I with uh, Melbourne Storm. So look at it from a player's perspective down at Melbourne Storm. Does that give you a bit of clarity? Um, Because they'd be wondering, okay, Billy Oak's going around for one more year. Probably going to do that for the next ten years, knowing him. But, yeah, it's um. But having Jason Rolls there, it looks like that's the succession plan. Well, when he was down there, like those boys would have been coming through. They would have just been in the squad and coming through, and so he knows it. Knows who they are. Look, mm. you just yeah. Well, he's only up. he was only there a year and a half ago. Yeah, or oh, two years, two, two and, years. and a half years ago, because he went to England for yeah. one. Hey, mm. Jason Rolls would know know the system, knows how Belliac will coach, gets along well with the general manager and Frank Panisi down there, and um. You know, he's he's obviously got a plan in place when he goes down there, but it won't be too far out of what Melbourne Storm's about. Mm. You know, he's um seen it first and he's I reckon it's time for him to take on the head coach because he has done his apprenticeship. Did you have him? Did you no, play I with didn't. him? I played against him. Yeah. I think he was one of the guys that elbowed me. <laughs> in, <laughs> in the, the throat. <laughs> no, nah, he was uh, <laughs> yeah, he was at the Dragons at, at the time. But look, he's he's obviously like, like you said, he he's got things planned that he would have seen better down there at Melbourne. But, mm. yeah, he would have seen those guys. He would have been done a lot with those younger guys that we're seeing now playing. And he's obviously thinks he can add more value down there. And it's such a stable environment. Yeah. Is not, it not? Like off the field, you don't have to have these – you worry about picking up the paper with board leaks and things like that. Yeah, mm. it could be, could be that because that's why I loved it down there. You can do cartwheel naked in a pub and <laughs> not <laughs> – be spoken about, you Which know. Which pub was it, G.I.? Oh, I was somewhere in St. Kilda. <laughs> St. <laughs> but Kilda. It, yeah. But, you know, it was, um, it's a great environment to be around and, you know, I'd, the the club and they, they always keep in contact with you. They they still, you know. Oh, really? Yeah, call me up every now and then and, you know, in a chat group with them. So once you're part of the family, you, you'll always be part of the family down there. And I think... I don't know. I can only speak on what I've seen from Jason Riles. Um, you know, he's obviously going down there for the right reasons. And yeah. Then, I think he'll be a good coach too. I reckon he will be. He's got, yeah. yeah, he's definitely got the What was his role at the Roosters? Uh, he did like defense, but, and then middles. Okay. Yeah. So, I love how you phrase that. What was his role? What was his role? <laughs> <laughs> what is, was, will be his What role? is his role? <laughs> yeah. Um, d- defense. So, and then sort of middles attack as well. Okay. Um, but yeah. yeah, he was he was really good. A uh, big, you can tell there's a lot of that Melbourne DNA in him, like mm. uh, all about effort areas and, you know, understanding that mistakes happen, but, you know, effort and intent, you can't compromise that. That is mm. what makes a, a player that he wants to coach. So, yeah, I, I think he'll do a great job down there. And he's a cool guy too. Um, but as you see, you know, when assistant coaches can become NRL coaches, yeah, they start the wig out yeah. of here. <laughs> <laughs> you reckon that's why he's going down there a year early, not because Uncle Nick's back in town, but to have that last year with Craig so you get that confidence and system back up again. Yeah, I, I think the system part of it would help, like yeah. not having to transition to a new coach's style or, I mean, obviously he's going to bring his own things mm. that he's a believer in and stuff that he's learned from the Roosters in England and all of that. But I reckon the main part of whatever he brings will be what mm. those guys are already doing because it works for them. So 
Last one, GI, for you um, for this episode of Footy Talk. Backing up after Origin. Yeah. Did you always want to do it? Yeah. Win or lose? Yeah, win or lose. Yeah. Um, always wanted to go back unless you got major injury concerns that could um, either affect you the week after. And But I think it just goes back to, you know, if you feel all right and you feel good, you can play. You can play. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think I've only rested, you know, when I felt fine, I don't know, maybe three, three, four times mm. out of all the times I played. The others would like, obviously, you know, MCL and a shoulder or yeah. or something. You couldn't. Yeah, and you, mm. and you couldn't. So, you know, I've backed up and um, I think I had a major cork in my quad. Really? Yeah, in my IT band area. And I played against the Cowboys mm. that uh, I think 48 hours after. And... Man, no one was, cares was, about a cork. Nah, I was wearing <laughs> Craig. Oh, yeah, trust me. Craig looked at me like I was walked in limp. He goes, just gave me a look. Didn't say anything. <laughs> I was like, right, <laughs> but I was looking to play anyway. It was just you know you got to keep stretching it. But yeah, I got chicken legs anyway. But you know this <laughs> part of my leg was just out. Like oh, yeah, yeah it, was, it was it was pretty bad. And then um, so no sympathy from Craig though. I never do. Yeah, not for a cork. No, no not, not for a cork. You never get sympathy. It doesn't matter where your cork is. Yeah. It's a cork. Rub it out. You'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> Good times. Yeah. Did, you, did you ever have a stage after an origin game where you backed up and you thought 20 minutes in, what the f- am I doing? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, that's definitely crossed me by. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure Bill, yeah, Bill came out and said, I think that was playing manly, you mm. know, but, and he said he was playing one of the worst games, like after origin, and he did not want to be there, and I've, I know that feeling because after Origin, I there was a certain game where I just rocked up, and I was like, I do not want to be right. here one bit. <laughs> I was like, just going through the motions, <laughs> and I was like, I think I dropped three balls. <laughs> I was like, oh, I just saw a rats, rats backside about it. Yeah, and half time. Oh, yeah. mate, half time. It was yeah, it was full blown. And then pull my finger out, <laughs> and then did something. <laughs> what Belly had come up to him and said, Do you think you're an origin player or something like that? Or oh, no, he just, was, just yeah, getting the game very. He didn't mix his words up, um, mm. but he didn't come up. But he was like, When Craig gives you a spray, he's in front of the whole group, don't matter who's in, can be a CEO, can be the boss. He don't, <laughs> it when you and you know you're on show, hey, no discrimination, no, it's a wonderful way to be. I love it, <laughs> like you know, I don't love it when you're going through it, but <laughs> you know, it's um. All about accountability. Yeah. You picture, mm. you play. Mm. You know, it's it's that you do your job. And well, I just wasn't doing my job that day. <laughs> well, no one really remembers that, GI, looking at your career. So <laughs> your reputation <laughs> is intact. So all good, mate. And um, Connor as well, thanks for having me this week. Jimmy will be back next week if we can find him. I'm not sure where he is. But <laughs> I don't know, sure either. <laughs> Hopefully he'll come back. No one knows. All I've been hearing is like, not in this week, not in this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, boys, enjoy the footy on the weekend and uh, catch you. you soon. Thanks.